Welcome to the Birds FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Greatest Illusion of Truth. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. It is June 13th, Thursday in the year of 2022. (laughs) And yes, the world is still spinning out of control getting crazier, but the best part is the lies are getting better and more people are going to fall trapped to them unless your eyes are open. And we are going to talk about this tonight. Before we begin, mypillow.com forward slash bards, mypillow.com forward slash bards, B-A-R-D-S is the home landing page of of Bards Nation and your promo code is bards, B-A-R-D-S. Here's a brief message from Mike Lindell. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size MyPillows, Regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size my pillows. Regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to mypillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1 800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God bless. And that's 1-800-975-2939, 1-800-975-2939. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. The BARDS Nation landing page is mypillow.com forward slash BARDS. And you can use that promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, on the Frank Speech site, and the My Store site. Great savings all over the sites. Check it out. Also, thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, in the coupon section and check out for 20% off on that Bible. These, This is what I consider to be the Bible for our time. It is an NASB 1995 edition with many of our founding, document, founding fathers' documents integrated in throughout the Scripture. It is an amazing lesson in not only God's Word, but in realizing just how much our founding fathers use scripture as a living language. It's incredible. An amazing work of composition and lots of months and, and hours of research to put all this together. Brad Cummings, obviously, is one of those people who is the general editor. An amazing accomplishment. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS for 20% off on the Bibles. Finally, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com is the Bards Nation coffee. It's awesome. It's the coffee for our time. It it gives you that boost of energy, that mental focus and clarity that you need all day long while also helping establish the foundation to boost your immune system. And it's part of a whole health ecosystem. 
That includes the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. And it includes Immune XP, which is a pine cone extract-based immune booster with high levels of vitamin C. Also, Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts currently on the market. It can isolate all the pathogens in your body, including the full complement of SARS-CoV bioweapons that have been deployed against us. And Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement powder that you mix with water, drink once a day in a shake form. Incredible products to help boost your immune system and get you back to having your own health sovereignty. So again, Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Well, Patriots, I'm going to tell you, this is a a day where I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people building up and waving flags and proclaiming that we're winning the war. And I don't mean to be a downer, but we're a long ways from winning. And there's a whole big bunch of hand puppetry going on that people are falling for. And we have to be very careful because to think that this cabal is just simply going to run a single vector fight, get it all in and win or and win or lose is foolish thinking. This is a very sophisticated maneuver to enslave humanity into a new generation of what they call industrial 4.0 or the fourth industrial revolution and transhumanism. Now, I've talked about a lot of this before, and I'm going to really kind of weave a very different picture today, and I'm going to touch on a couple of key things. I want to go on the Supreme Court ruling to start. I want you to hear a few things. We're going to jump into the Project Veritas uh red herring that they've thrown out at everybody to race after the evil culprit of, of the COVID nonsense and look at the bigger picture, including president Trump and the view of what that means in terms of this war that's being waged on the population. So let's begin with this rather overexcited expression of enthusiasm about the Supreme court ruling. It's about a two minute piece. Take a listen to this. The Biden vaccine mandate is as good as dead. We said do not comply and you did not comply. In fact, over a million of you signed our petition saying as much. And today, together, we kick the government's ass. Today, the Supreme Court decided by a huge majority of 6-3 to stay the Biden administration's unconstitutional private employer vaccine mandate. It's just a tremendous day for the American people and a tremendous day for the founding idea that this is a limited government of enumerated powers which exists to protect, not erode, the God-given freedoms of the people. More, the court stay will prevail even if the Sixth Circuit somehow rules in favor of the Biden administration at some future date. This spells all but certain doom for OSHA's unimaginable overreach into the private health decisions of some 85 million Americans whose only crime is having a job at a company with more than 100 employees. So what does all this mean? It means we won. It means we're still free. It means the complainants, beginning with the Daily Wire, who brought the first in the nation lawsuit against the mandate, and the nearly 60 other complainants, including the Federation of Independent Business and a coalition of states who were invited to give oral arguments before the court, have prevailed in our application for injunctive relief. And it means that for today, and very likely forever, Joe Biden's attempt to turn private employers into the enforcement arm of his federal vaccination scheme will not be implemented. The scope of just how badly we beat the bastards is hard to overemphasize. Writing in concurrence with the order, Justices Gorsuch, Thomas, and Alito point out that had OSHA's rule been allowed to stand, quote, the law would afford OSHA almost unlimited discretion. Says the concurring opinion, quote, the question before us is not how to respond to the pandemic, 
But who holds the power to do so? The answer is clear. Under the law as it stands today, that power rests with the states and Congress, not OSHA. Drink their tears, my friends, and enjoy your freedom. I think he's a Q follower. I don't know. I swear. That guy's like way over the top. Here, listen to this. This is a little more sober look at this, and then we'll talk more about it. Hang on. The Supreme Court has just ruled on both the OSHA vaccine or testing mandate and the CMS vaccine mandate. One is going to move forward, and the other one, at least for right now, will not. According to today's ruling, the Supreme Court says the OSHA vaccine or testing mandate for workers at companies with more than 100 employees is blocked while the case continues to play out in lower courts. The vote was six to three with all the conservative justices in favor. On the flip side, the justices said the CMS vaccine mandate for healthcare workers who receive money from Medicare and Medicaid can and will continue to be enforced. The vote here was five to four with Justices Roberts and Kavanaugh siding with the liberals. So what does this mean for you? If you're a healthcare worker, regardless of what state you work or live in, the CMS vaccine mandate will be enforced. But if you are a worker at a company with more than 100 employees, your employer does not have to comply with the OSHA vaccine or testing mandate. It's important to understand unless explicitly prohibited in your state, your employer can absolutely still require you to be vaccinated or regularly tested as a term of your employment. The Supreme Court is just saying, for now, the federal government can't make you. Both the OSHA case and the CMS case, as I said, will continue to play out. In- so you see, it's not quite as uh, we won our freedom back, Yee-hoo! that sort of thing. That just didn't just happen. So the thing that we have to be very careful of is people are so eager to have a win that they're going to lose sight of what is really going on in this deeper fight. And there is a lot going on to keep our eyes on. I want you to listen to another clip um, here. And this is our favorite uh, donkey, which would be Bill Gates. Stand by. I mean, and we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. So I think there's, that's pretty clear what's going on. So as you hear that, now I want you to hear this one-minute end, or about a two-minute piece. Stand by. We'll get to in a second, but the other one was the vaccine. Right. You recently stated in an interview with Candace Owens, and when you were on the road with Bill O'Reilly doing uh, the book tour and the speaking engagement, that you've had the vaccine, two shots, and you've had the booster, right. um, and you recommend it for folks. We have seen with the VAERS report, there's tens of thousands of side effects, more side effects in this vax than any vax in history, and more deaths. Dr. Robert Malone, nine patents for the mRNA technology being used in the vaccines. He came on my program a couple weeks ago and said, unless you're over 65 and have a comorbidity, I recommend it. Other than that, I don't recommend taking it. He even is upset he took it himself. He's having heart issues. Looking back, we know that warp speed was great. You did amazing with getting rid of red tape to get something out there. But after now so many months of the vaccine being administered and these side effects and Americans' questions of it, do you reconsider your push for it? Or what's your view now on the vaccine in general? Well, I've taken it. I've had the booster. Many politicians, I watched a couple of politicians be interviewed. And one of the questions was, did you get the booster? Because they had the vaccine. And they, oh, they're answering it like, in other words, the answer is yes, but they don't want to say it. Because they're gutless. You've got to say it. Whether you had it or not, say it. But the fact is that I think the vaccine has saved tens of millions of people throughout the world. Uh, I have had absolutely no side effects. I've had it like other people have had it, nothing special. 
They've had it. Do you feel for the millions of Americans that have it though? There's over 100 million that haven't taken it yet. And they're, they have questions, especially younger people with the myocarditis and things. I don't think young, healthy people should take it. Okay. I don't think that uh, certainly these young kids, uh, their immune system is so strong. I look at my, I have a son, Baron, who's 15. He had it, it lasted for about two seconds, yeah. okay? I said, oh, we've got it, Baron, you've got it. And like by the time we called the doctor, it was gone. You know, they, they have a very strong immune system. Right. I'm being very honest, that interview with Trump is stunning. It's stunning because of the absolute lack of empathy for the data and people that are in that, represented in that data that have literally been damaged or killed by this damn vax. So there is, we just completely witnessed him sidestep that question, but then instead of offering empathy or any sort of recon, reconciliation or admittance of failure, it was, I don't think you should have taken it. He's never said that before. He's never discerned between age. and In fact, he said very clearly that he thinks he should People should take it. Now, this is going to map out kind of what we're looking at here. I want to read you something here. This is pretty fantastic. This comes from a French case, and I'm going to read you the summation that somebody wrote um, on this. And it's uh, this this article is actually at uh, ns2017.wordpress.com, and it is a a case in France. So listen to this summation of this rich and a rich elderly man with lots of life insurance, millions in parentheses for his family benefit dies from COVID from the COVID jab. And in parentheses, it adds that this is not disputed by the doctors nor his life insurers. The insurance company refused to pay out because the taking of experimental drugs, treatments, etc., is excluded from the policy. The family takes the, this this case of the against the insurance company to the court, but loses in court. The judge states the experimental vaccine side effects are published, and the deceased could not claim not to have known about them when the, he voluntarily took the jab. There is no law or mandate in France which forced him to be jabbed. Therefore, his death is essentially suicide. Suicide is also excluded from his policy. Now, you've been hearing me say this the whole time, that this is a setup because they are having you voluntarily take the jab. All they're doing is pressuring you. And there you have a case now that just came out of France, literally, literally, that is now telling you, yep, you're a victim of your own stupidity. Well, I think I've used that word a few times. Now, Patriots, I want to look, have you take a step back and really look at what's going on here. We are being played so big, it is unbelievable. Right now, you have got this big focus on spike protein. And that all, we have all these sorts of, we have the VAX mandate that's, oh, we lost the VAX. We don't have, they don't have VAX mandates from OSHA. Be clear about that. Employers are not restricted from mandating it. They still can. Because this is a corporate war. What we're witnessing right now is how corporations have autonomy from the constitutional rights. 
If you work for a corporation, they can tell you to do whatever you want. And if you're dumb enough to do it, then you deserve what you get. Hate to say it, but it's true. And if I hear, you know, I hear so many times, yes, but it's my job. Make a choice. Because if your job is more important than your genetics and your link to God and your soul, then good luck. Enjoy the afterlife. But this is exactly what we have here. So you have a fight between the people and a mass, mass, massive corporatocracy. And the Supreme Court today just gave the corporatocracy the boost it needed. It simply said OSHA can't dictate to the people. The federal government can't dictate the people. But corporations can do whatever they want without impunity. That's a very important component of what happened today. You have Bill Gates telling you exactly what they're doing. You have Trump reinforcing the fact, which, by the way, I just want to highlight this because there's a, there is a misnomer. And it's an important one because there's a perception that President Trump changed his position on vax. He did not. And I want to be clear, very clear about this. We went back and looked at some of his old tweets. I want you to hear some of these tweets because it's very important. This is from September 6, 2014. And he says, vaccines, hashtag vaccines, hashtag shills, insist, hashtag autism starts in utero or genetic but parents insist sudden onset after vaccine, hashtag vaccine. September 3rd, 2014, no more massive injections. Tiny children are not horses. One vaccine at a time over time. March 29th, 2014, to all the haters and losers, I am not anti-vaccine, but I am against shooting massive doses into tiny children. Spread shots out over time. So it's very important to understand that any expectations that people have had that he is against the injection has never been the case. It's never been there. Historically, what he's shown is he's actually pro-vaccine. He's just pro, he's just anti-mass doses into children. Okay, his position today is no different, and he's promoting exactly what we would expect him to do. It's that simple. Now, let's take a look at this whole thing with James O'Keefe, because what has happened in this last few days, all of a sudden, with all this rhetoric around the vax and all the excitement around the we, we defeated the mandates, which we really didn't, but this sort of we big win in the Supreme Court, which really isn't a big win. Here's the real of this thing. We're being played so severely, it's unbelievable. What you're witnessing is a fight, and I keep saying this, it's a fight between two elite factions, and it's literally two faces to the same end. Where we are being forced and, and literally herded is directly into Industrial 4.0, which is the fourth industrial revolution and transhumanism. Now, let's look at some of those definitions. The fourth industrial revolution, also known as 4IR or Industrial 4.0, is the conceptualized rapid change to technology industries, and social patterns and processes in the 21st century due to increasing interconnectivity and smart automation. Coined popularly by the World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman, Klaus Nazi himself Schwab, it asserts that the changes seen are more than those improvements to efficiency but express a significant shift in industrial capitalism. A part of this phase of industrial change is the joining of technologies like artificial intelligence, gene editing, to advanced robotics that blur the lines between the physical, digital, 
and biological worlds. In other words, transhumanism. That's a foundation. That's a foundational premise to transhumanism and the fourth industrial revolution. Continuing, throughout this fundam- throughout this fundamental shifts are taking place in how the global production and supply network operates through ongoing automation of traditional manufacturing and industrial practices using smart technology, large-scale machine-to-machine communication, which they refer to as M2M, and the Internet of Things. Please remember that piece on supply chains. We're coming back to it in a second. Continuing, this integration, increasing automation, improving communication, and self-monitoring and the use of smart machines that can analyze and diagnose issues without the need of human intervention. When they say that last, consider remote changing of your immune system and other things. Last section here. It also represents a social, political, and economic shift from the digital age of the late 1990s and the early 2000s to an era of embedded connectivity, like putting technology in your body that that embeds itself into your neural network, continuing, distinguished by the omni-use and commonness of technologies used throughout society. In The example they give is metaverse, i.e. meta, which is what Facebook has become. That changes the ways we experience and know the world around us. In other words, the integration of artificial intelligence. I'm sorry, the integration of virtual realities or augmented realities into your daily life. That we have created and are seeing an augmented social reality compared to just the natural senses and industrial ability of humans alone. What are the founding technologies that have to happen in order for this to work? Okay, number one, you have to have a 5G base network and you have to be willing and able to accelerate quickly into a 6G network. 6G is not completed yet, but it's already on the books. Okay, so that has to happen. You have to have a completely modernized supply chain management that has to be run by artificial intelligence. And it needs to track everything from the seed to, or the coffee bean to the coffee in your, when you make the coffee in your, put the coffee in your cup. It literally has to track every single thing. It also has to be able to track every single transaction. Everything, which also means it has to track every personal action, behavior, motion, whatever, of the entire society. All right. That's very important because what happened in May of 14, May 14, 2020? President Trump signed an executive order 13922 delegating authority under the Defense Production Act of 1950 to the Chief Executive Officer of the United States International Development Finance Corporation to respond to the COVID-19 outbreak. What was one of the first things that happened after he signed that EO? The Defense Department, with their partners, to include Palantir, which develops massive surveillance programs for the military, rolled out an artificial intelligence supply chain system to track and monitor every single aspect of the supply chain. Okay. Now, all of this is happening and has been happening behind the scenes as we have all this nonsense of COVID, masks, mask mandates, ebb and flow, all of this. What else has been happening? Well, let's go back to Executive Order 13887. Very important. 
This was signed in September 19, 2019, which, by the way, keep this in mind, this is three months before we even knew of the concept of COVID or corona. And it is, it is titled Modernizing Influenza Vaccines in the United States to Promote National Security and Public Health. In other words, President Trump signed the authorization to make the mRNA and the new type of vaccines, which were all technology-based, a year and two months before Operation Warp Speed and two months or three months before we even knew anything about COVID. Now, for all of those that are beginning to listen and go, you're a hater, you're a Trump hater. No, I'm not. I'm a realist. I've said before, I've supported Trump heavily, but here's the truth. He's not part of we the people. He's part of the moderate line of the elites because the entire objective on both lines of the elites has been who is going to control the world in the fourth industrial revolution. And that is the fight that's going on that we're being played with back and forth. So let's go quickly to this recent release, this big breaking news by Project Veritas that they found the smoking gun. Oh, it's a big one. It's a smoking gun. This smoking gun is, is an unclassified document from com- Commandant of the Marine Corps fellow DARPA to the Inspector General. It was found apparently on a remote top secret hard drive. And in this Marine Intelligence Unit that is tied to DIA, suddenly it was released and given to Project Veritas for a massive debut to tell the world exactly what's going on and to put all spotlights on Anthony Fauci. Now, it's just odd. Maybe maybe I'm just seeing stuff, but isn't it odd that just exactly almost a week ago, Dan Bongino broke the story that President Trump had tried to get Fauci into an investigative tribunal, but that his advisors convinced President Trump that he shouldn't do it. And so President Trump conceded and let Fochi take the lead while President Trump stood behind him in every single press conference and didn't say a damn thing as apparently Fochi, what we're hearing, took us off the deep end and ran out all of these horrendous vaccines to kill everybody. Are you starting to see the picture here? How badly we're played? This is called good cop, bad cop. And what, they're, what they were trying to do is to force into the system, and I'll give you, I'll be blunt, this is my opinion based on research, but it's very important to grab this because we as a country would have resisted the fourth industrial revolution based on a couple of things. Not everybody wants AI in their life. Nobody wants their jobs replaced by a hybrid robotics and biosystem organization or network. And the number one group that was resisting the deployment and development of CRISPR technology, which is what mRNA is developed from, was, yes, here it comes, the evangelical community, the same community that Trump always claims to protect. Just saying. So let's look a little deeper at this Project Veritas, this beautiful letter that is a smoking gun. Fochi's fingers, prints are all over it. And believe it or not, it's explicitly, not only does it state that Anthony Fochi specifically was denied by DARPA, the same DARPA that is the founder of Facebook, previously known as Second Life, the same DARPA whose employees 
have left DARPA to go run Twitter, the same DARPA that helped fund Google X Labs development of nanoblood and many other nanotech stuff to be implemented in the body, the same DARPA that's been the, behind the Super Soldier Project and the development of the hydrogel is now exonerated because it all has to do with spike protein, which is exactly the red herring they want you to look at because these injections have nothing to do with spike proteins. Well, they do, but not the way we're thinking. The spike protein is fundamental in changing your DNA and in modifying it so that you become dependent upon their boosters. That's the function of the spike protein. But what's behind that? What's behind all of that is the aspects of hydrogel and the aspects of the nanotech, the aspects of the graphene, the graphene oxide. And as they've done different batches, because under the protocols of the emergency use authorization, they can change their recipes and are changing their recipes by batch numbers, running some batch numbers as pure saline, so they get a test group, at the same time changing the recipes across the country to try them on different demographics to find out which ones work and which ones kill people off. That is a summation that I will tell you is, in my opinion, absolutely correct of what we are witnessing right now. So in this little big explosive thing with... O'Keefe, who literally is the hand puppet of some version of the deep state, telling us that he's got the smoking gun. It's just amazing because all we've done, all they've done is thrown all light onto Fauci and there's not a single mention of the Pfizer CEO, the Moderna CEO, AstraZeneca CEO or Moderna CEO. Isn't that interesting? And we're going to put all the blame on Fochi. There's no mention of Gates. There's no mention of anything other than Fochi. He's the bag man, and he's going to be the fall guy. And we brush the rest under the rug, and we'll give a big thing about how evil he was and crimes against humanity. And they'll even, they could even run a Nuremberg trial for you. And people will just sit there and go, oh, good. But here's what they have accomplished. And here's the gut punch to the whole thing. Patriots, you have to sit back and be very real right now. The fact of the matter is that they have accomplished, they, didn't, they haven't hit 70% of their vaccination penetration. That's garbage. But they have achieved about 30%. 30% of fully vaccinated. At the same time, you'll notice that not one person, including Trump, is protecting the elderly. The one class that we know is the limitation on a couple of things for society to move forward. Number one, they are the wisdom class. They are the class of people that can remind us of what was and what could happen if we continue to go down this road? They're also the ones that can influence the grandchildren. Isn't that interesting how we have to keep them apart? Everybody's social distanced. And then there's the piece of Social Security. Social Security is that big elephant in the room that when we get to 2026 or 2028, depending on how fast they run it down, Social Security is a dead cat on arrival. It is done. So if you pare away the elderly, you solve two parts Two, two problems with one hit, and that's the vax. And who is advocating for the elderly? Nobody. Not a single politician. Half the society hasn't because we've become so accustomed to brushing them off into elderly homes. It's like, oh, whatever. Ah, dad died of a heart attack. That's too bad, except he took the vax a week ago. We don't have any of this going on. This is a callous and remorseless attack on one of the most sacred parts of our society, and I will be blunt when I say it, it is a sin that we now carry as a nation thanks to these assholes as leaders that we have. Bottom line, 
So this whole thing is all about them moving us to the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, that little thing in queue about the military is the only way. Let's go back to that very important executive order 13922, delegating authority under the Defense Production Act of 1950. Under the trust of the military, they rolled out this new AI system to track and monitor our entire supply chain. And on the backbone of that was the ability for them to track and monitor us, which is right in the playbook of the defense and military industrial complex. Let me tell you, this whole fourth industrial revolution has people in the military industrial complex drooling and salivating. Their idea of having a perpetual constant war has been accomplished because all they have to do now is be able to justify that someone is doing a behavior that is a threat to the United States or a threat to the corporation of the United States, better said, and they can wage war selectively, by grand scale, whatever they do. It is constantly now looking at behaviors for future crimes. What did Bill Barr tell us? He was some supporting future crimes. Bill Barr has also been a huge proponent of 5G and 6G. Starting to get the picture? We've been played, big time played. And this Project Veritas thing is yet another big play because they want you looking at Fochi and they don't want you paying attention because this is what's really happening. People are dying and the people are waking up around the world going, this is wrong. So they're going to sacrifice one of their own who's a lower totem dude to give people a little bit of meat to chew on and get to the bone while they continue to race forward. What else has been accomplished in the last period of time since President Trump signed these executive orders? Well, here's a couple things. The United States was not ramped up to be the leader in this new CRISPR technology. We are now, as a corporate state, the leader in CRISPR technology because we have now used the entire population as our Petri dish. One big lab experiment run against the population to develop genetically modified drugs that can go in them, and we can tell exactly, they can tell exactly what the effects are. They've also advanced to the level of being the most advanced group of people in the globe for embedded tech to control people's behavior and monitor their vital signs and their actions from remote towers. That's another massive accomplishment. Remember, he who controls the vax controls the world. And effectively, we now, by patent and by licensing, control the, the most successful technologies to be embedded in, human, in the human body to control them for the ultimate goal of the objectives of Agenda 2030 and Industrialization 4.0. All of this has happened right around us. Robotics. That's been quietly happening as well, the development of advanced robotics. And while DARPA's exonerated, let's not, not, let us not forget DARPA's little underground labs like down at Emory University in Atlanta that are working overtime on hybridization of all sorts of human pro, uh, proto-human type things. And as we squeeze down here, pay attention to what's going on in the news as DARPA's announcing the development of 3D printed food. From what? some sort of protein muck. You have to ask where that protein slurry is coming from, like maybe liquefied human bodies that die. We are literally being channeled into their trap. And the only way out of this trap is to say no. This idea of a 
we no mandate, no vax mandate. It's completely garbage. It's intended to force us to coexist in a transhuman environment, knowing very well in their mind that the transhumans will ultimately push out the humans. You also have to be aware that anything going forward here, you have to be very suspect of if you're getting any pharmaceuticals because they have now migrated this technology into every aspect of their production of pharmaceuticals. If you will remember, we were told, well, China has dominant control of our pharmaceuticals. That's not so much anymore. They have been using all this new advanced production to develop a whole new line of drugs, a whole new line of vitamins, a whole new line of over-the-counters. Don't think it's going to be excluded. We literally have to wake up here and realize how much this dual path play is going on. And we can win this. I'm not telling you we can't. I'm telling you where the trap is. The trap is playing their game on their board and thinking you can win. Or worse, playing your game, playing the game on your board and being deceived that you have some proponent to help you win. That's garbage. When you tear down the entire Q movement, what you end up with is this concept of a godless hope in some entity called Q that's going to lead us to this new great revolution and awakening in the humankind. That is absolutely consistent with what I call the American masonry. It's 100% consistent with that pattern of thinking. And with it, it is also equally 100% consistent with the transhuman agenda. It is to bring us to this new era of enlightenment by way of technological innovations and the integration of great new technologies in our life. That is fundamentally at a core of Q. And the Q nuts out here have literally become the church and temple of Q, protecting their domain. And, oh, please don't criticize Trump, because if you do, they will vulturize on you because you so much dare touch their king. Look, I'm going to read this quote because I think it's very important to remember this. This is from Theodore Roosevelt to announce that there must be no criticism of the president or that we are or that we are to stand by the president, right or wrong, is not only unpatriotic and servile, but it is morally treasonable to the American Republic. That's it, right there. We are in a point right now that more than ever we must defy. And by defiance, that means step back and do not comply. We have to start building that alternate economy. We've talked about it. Andrew Torba talks about it. And this is absolutely where we have fallen to. It's a major trap. And there's so much garbage out here about this. The justification of Trump's EOs are always towards this idea, well, he was ahead of the deep state, totally ignoring the fact of how many people have been casualties in this. And the whole movement, including portions of MAGA, have gone to this place of saying that, well, people must die in a war. What type of garbage is that? This entire thing is centered around saying no. Nancy Reagan, just say no. Literally saying no to the vax. One tweet by Trump would solve this thing. Don't take the vax. I was wrong. That's it. It's over. We're not hearing that. We're hearing justification. We're hearing defense of it. This entire thing has been a scam of the highest magnitude, playing a good cop, bad cop model giving us the idea that there's an advocate splitting us in the meantime. And what we have right now is the worst kind of division because we literally have a division between people based on a massive decision. That decision is that I will trust in the state versus I will trust in God. 
When you hear Trump tell you to take the injection, he's supporting it. It's a very fundamental statement. Trust in pharmaceutical over your trust in your faith because he marginalizes everybody of faith. His comment is there are those people with that I have, have reasons around their faith that won't take it. Uh, no, Mr. President, it's not a kind of a, a conflict. It is that I absolutely don't trust big pharma or anything by man put in my body. So no, because I stand with God first, not with the president and not with big pharma. The other big problem in Trump's, but the other big problem with Trump and his, his position on this, because he has so much influence is a simple fact that we are, we're not acknowledging the impact of what he says. This is still an influence operation, and influence doesn't work linearly. Influence works in a culmination of effects that leads people to an ultimate end. That means multiple sources influencing at once. And where we are right now in this influence is we are all being herded into a place where we are being forced to accept the fourth industrial revolution and the integration of transhumanism as a standard place, because that's what the separation is. When we talk about non-compliance, we don't have mandates. We have choices. Well, that's going to be the choice of humanity, isn't it? And people need to start realizing the impact of this and what that actually means. Patriots, we're in a, a challenging time. And it's a time that truths have to be put forward and people have to face and accept what choices there are. This isn't, God didn't ask us to walk in a place where we put rose-colored glasses on and give excuses to people. That is not in a walk of Christ. If you're doing that, I'm sorry, but you're absolutely defiling the principle of what Christ asked us to do. Walk in truth, face truth, and put your loyalty and your, your love first and always in Christ Jesus. It's that simple. But what's happening is there's so many justifications going because there's so much idolatry around Trump. Biden's a hand is a given. He's a hand puppet of China, but we're being played on both sides. And these sides, while this other stuff is going on, while we're talking about O'Keefe and we're talking about the new Fochi smoking gun, let us also not forget that right now, China is rolling out the new central bank cryptocurrency for the Winter Olympic Games that Bahamas are just now launching their cryptocurrency, central bank backed, and JP Morgan is about ready to launch their cryptocurrency. There's already discussions in the congressional level and in countries around the world of banning any cryptocurrencies that are not aligned with the state-run cryptocurrencies. That means even things like Bitcoin are going to get slaughtered, where, by the way, the rich are processing and laundering their money to get it out and to go to other things. Don't think that that's going to go untouched. When they're done using these forums, they're going to collapse them and try to consolidate everything into their own economic system, which is all part of the structure of the fourth industrial revolution. So how do we go forward? The first and foremost thing is saying no. You have to defy. You cannot comply with their rules. Secondly, and I've talked about this and we're going to get heavily in this, into this again tomorrow night, it is the seven pillars of county by county. We have to get focused on getting our homes and our lives realigned to a more independent and sovereign place. And we have to work within our neighborhoods and our local communities to separate the dependency from the federal and the state and the corporate autocracy that runs this. 
Counties are the most important part of all of this. And we have to be adaptive and innovative. There's a lot of gaps here that we don't have answers for yet, and we're going to work with them. But I'll tell you that things are not going to get easier, and they're not going to get easier. They're not going to make it easier. They're going to entice you. We're in an ebb right now. The ebb is that they realize they've pushed so far that the world is starting to rise up and wake up to who they are. So they're going to give now. They're going to swing back. They're going to give you some consolation. They're going to give you a little piece here or there. They're going to try to dull you down while they still roll out these major pieces. But they're not stopping simply because you had a Supreme Court ruling and we're all free again because of one Supreme Court ruling that said that OSHA couldn't smack down employers. Employers can do what they want and they will based on state pressure. The fight is only just beginning. And yeah, it's a small win in the Supreme Court to stop the federal mandate. But that only means what's about ready to come is all that bigger and all that more aggressive at a local level. That's where the fight is going to be won, fought and won over time. And the number one issue is to get away from the idolatry of leadership, start looking at things realistically, and accept hard truths as we move forward. All of our strength then pivots off of one central piece, the rock and solidity of our faith and our relationship through Christ Jesus to, to God, period. That's where all wisdom and strength comes from. And as we move forward in this, that's going to be the separation between us and them. Because in that strength and that place, we are fearless as we face this. And we don't have all the answers. We know it, but we have the attitude to solve it, the innovation to solve it, the adaptability to overcome it, and the strength in our Lord to withstand anything they throw at us to ultimately be victorious in everything we do. We have a road ahead, but it's time to open our eyes because this fight isn't getting easier. It's getting more creative and more devious. And we knew this was coming, and that day is now here. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We really are blessed to be in this moment in time with all that's around us and all the challenges that are before us because we know, Lord, in our heart that we are in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. We are humbled in the trust, the grace, the love that is extended to us, the sacrifices that have made to allow us to be here in this time. We seek, Lord, that intimate relationship with Christ Jesus, that intimate relationship with you. And in so doing, Lord, we ask for the greater wisdom to see clearly, with eyes to see and ears to hear. And as we move forward, Lord, we ask for that continued strength to unwind the deception, to see clearly the true paths that you want us to walk on. And as we step further into that walk with you, Lord, to be distanced more and more from the influences that the enemy seeks to cast upon us. Let those, let those spells, let those tricks in their, in their bag be cast aside have no effect on any of us. As they say, as you have said, Lord, no weapon forged against us shall succeed and let that stand true more than ever now. Guide us, protect us. Provide us with the wisdom we need. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So, it's time to tighten up the pack, strap on your boots, check your kit. War is real. And the enemy's not going away easy. We have a lot of work to do. But we will win this. No question about it. 
Truth is the center point of, of all this victory. And truth begins with being able to see and willing to see the truth in our hearts. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Our prayers are the center point of strength in all of this. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. We have an amazing role in this walk, patriots. We are here at this moment in this time for such a time as this. And what we have to do to win it is simple. Trust in him more than ever before. Have a blessed night. I will see you all in a bit for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.